Hobby Addicts の時間です。It's time for Hobby Addicts.And now, here are your anime addicts. Everybody out there, and welcome to episode 131 of Hobby Addicts. We're getting up there in these Hobby Addicts. I am your host, Mitsugi, and I am joined by a man wearing a shirt that I thought was Coca Cola, but in reality, it was just intellectual property theft. It says Grog. Right. <laughs> His name's Kazuo. Oh, hi. It's w- good to be here. Well, you know that like, like fonts are copyrighted. Oh, I'm sure. But whatever. But whatever. Who gives a shit? <laughs> and of course, we have the lovely Mandy calling in from Cincinnati. And how are you, Mandy? Hello. I'm doing good. Ma- I am hopped up on coffee. Oh, good. And <laughs> I would like to ask you a question. Okay. It was 102 degrees here today.、Was、yes.、It? 102 with the heat index. Oh. Wow. How are you about to ask me what my weather is here? How hot is it in Cincinnati? Because in Boulder, it is 25 It's and、not. snowing. <laughs> it is not hot at all. I'm freezing to death.、Uh, oh, it's actually only 53. It's just really、oh, cold in my apartment. Oh, 53 sounds nice, actually. I went for a、yeah. nice jog today. I bet you sweated your arse off. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It's good. You got to get those toxins、But、out of your body. My feetsies are cold. That's what hot yoga is for. You're going to sweat a lot more in hot yoga than running. True. And, you'll have, and you're surrounded by like. Like eyeball melting women. You know what I realized while running today? I was wearing my Fitbit and it was telling me my heart rate. Apparently, when I exercise, my heart rate is way too high. How high does your heart rate go? Because your maximum heart rate should be about,、like、about 190, I think, is my max. Nah. Yeah, it's 220 minus your age.、Oh, is it 220? Yeah, minus your age. And your target fat burning zone is 60 to 80% of that maximum. So, how high does your heart rate go when you're running? Like in the 170s. That's not abnormal at all. That, which is way over 80%. But、80%. That's not abnormal at all for running. I mean, I, I was a runner for 10 years. Oh. So. Okay. And in the heat, your heart rate goes way higher. Well, I just thought it was interesting because it's like, all right, fat burning zone is between, I think the max was like 150 something, like 152. And I was like way over that. And I'm like, that, is that bad? You're working too hard. You're making it too tough on yourself. I don't know. Anyway, we're not talking about running. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> or the weather <laughs> or any of this. We're talking about video games. We're going to be talking our favorite video games and our, and our, in our favorite genres. So, double favorites that we'll pull back the onion to find the, the layer within the layer. Okay, sure. And I know that Mandy's very excited about this topic because、yeah. she、I、is、am. the biggest gamer of us. Yeah, you guys both play a crap load of games. I've <laughs> been、know? a gamer my entire life and I've followed the games industry very closely my entire life, but truly, I don't get to play games that often. I'm going to be honest, I don't get to play that often either. Yeah. And it makes me really upset. So, you know how, like, my anime list, you can log, like, all of your anime that you've seen?、Yeah. I found one that does that for video games. I started it and then I gave up. I was did, like, did I, will, wow. <laughs> I will never be able to fill this out because it would take me a lifetime. <laughs> was, there, was there any, like, kind of shame? I started with Atari. Shame. Did you feel any shame <laughs> when you were filling this out? Like, oh my God, I could be a doctor right now. <laughs> a little bit. Well. <laughs> I mean, you know, my anime list tells you how many hours you've spent on the anime, right? If you, right. Oh, shit. I、mm. wouldn't want to see that. Well, video games, games, you couldn't even do that for video games because you could finish like a Skyrim game in like 50 hours. Well, yeah. I mean, or、I've, you can play 500 hours. Yeah, exactly. I've put a couple hundred hours into Skyrim. 
So it's like I think I have three hundred in Skyrim. Yeah, I, the week it came out, I put a hundred hours in because I took that week. I think off I of did work. too. I played it nonstop. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that meme. That's like uh, can't go to work. I have become a dragon board or something like that. <laughs> Dude, I, I was literally like, this is I was living at home. I think at the time, or I don't remember when did Skyrim come out. Uh, that was like oh, 2005 or something. Okay, six? so yeah, I was I was probably living at home at the time, and I just remember like waking up. Starting to like just rolling out of bed, rolling over, playing, ordering a pizza. That sounds amazing. And then just like playing all day until I fell asleep. I love it. And then waking up, eating leftover pizza, playing more, ordering another pizza. It came out 2011. Okay. Whoa! So how did I mess that up? Yeah. I wasn't even. I wasn't even in the ballpark. Yeah. I said Oblivion the... was 2006. So maybe you're thinking of Oblivion. You know, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> let's go with that. Anyway, so on that note. We all have our favorite genres, and I'm going to let Mandy begin because she has way more than than any of us, so. I, oh, okay. When I saw this on the list and was editing it, I had to remove a genre because then I realized that too many games, it was going to take too long to talk about. So, <laughs> uh, my first, my favorite genre by far are CRPGs, which are computer RPGs. And, uh, yeah, I spend a ton of time in them. Whenever a new one comes out, I always check it out. For those that don't um, know what that is, would you like to explain? I'm actually confused myself. Sure. Um, computer RPGs are, um, CRPGs are computer RPGs that are formatted for, like, they begin on the computer, some of them ported over to uh, systems. But they're usually isometric, um, which, you know, top-down. Uh, they're modeled after Dungeons & Dragons, and they're very, very text-heavy, very story-heavy. Um, yeah, and they, you always have, like, a fully customizable character. Like, you are, like, like how, like, The Witcher is a an RPG, but the Witcher, ha like Geralt, is already created. He's already his own character. Right. You start like as a blank slate in CRPGs. Like, oh, I see. Your own character. Yeah. RP and usually you aren't voiced in CRPGs. Like, they're, like I've played ones that everyone else is voiced except for your character. Yeah. RPG is yeah. a really, really broad term. And a lot of yeah. games that are classified as RPGs aren't really RPGs. <clears throat> you know, like when you, when you think about like the, the origin of the concept of an RPG, a role playing game. Um, so yeah, a lot of the games that we play, like, like JRPGs, like they're, they're JRPGs because that's what they're called. But like in reality, it's like, is that really even an RPG? Hmm. Like, cause your character, it's already, it's really more, a lot of them, especially nowadays are more of just like action adventure games. See, see I thought an RPG, RPG was RPG just elements. like leveling and in cla um, character I classes. I think a lot of people classify RPGs as if you are able to fully customize your character. Like yeah. You get to choose like their stats, their equipment, their uh, abilities, stuff like that. All right. All right okay. So then, all right, then, then, then let me ask a question. Okay. okay. Shimagame Tensei Nocturne is a JRPG. Uh-huh. And that game is, is, that's a really weird game because you're like, mm -hmm. cap it's like almost like a Pokemon style game in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But in that game, you are, you level up, but you're but you get to insert a stat point into a various like one of like six or seven stats. Yeah. So is that an RPG or is that I'm so confused. It's that's the thing is that like you have games that have those elements in them, you know, but they're not are like almost all action adventure games nowadays have RPG elements. So it's like where do you draw the line? Let I me don't ask know. let me let me ask another question, Mandy, specifically to you based on your CRPG choice. Okay. 
I have a game on my list that I don't. I didn't really know how to classify it, so I classified it as dungeon. Baldur's Gate is a CRPG. <laughs> She's way ahead of me. <laughs> she already knows. Gauntlet Legends is a CRPG too. Really? Yeah. But in Baldur's Gate, do you get to customize your character's face and stuff? And Gauntlet Legends. I mean, you, you don't, don't have to. Full, you don't have to customize their faces or anything. Like, um. In Gauntlet Legends, you definitely don't get to pick like their. You don't get to customize no. much of anything. Actually, I think Gauntlet Legends is probably more of a hack and slash now I'm thinking about it. It's been a long time since I've played Gauntlet. Well, I love Baldur's Gate. That game is but amazing. Ba- Baldur's Gate, for sure, is a CRPG. Okay, well, I love that game. Let's, let's play a game called, as you guys read off your games, I will tell you if I've played it or not. Have you played Baldur's Gate? Nope. <laughs> the answer to almost all of these is going to be no. Have you played Gauntlet Legends? Nope. I don't even know what that is. Yes, you have. It's in the arcade. You like... Mm-hmm. It- Oh, is it the one with like the like you have like the muscly dude and the, the wizard, wizard has leveled and you're like and you're like <laughs> you're shooting like light you got you just like like you're mashing buttons and shooting like fireballs. I think I've seen and, that. And there's like billions of enemies just come at you from all sides. Okay, I think I've seen that. It sounds familiar. Yeah, I think you've played it. If you looked it up, if you look it up, you'll you, I bet you recognize it. Okay. I think you and I maybe have, um, I've actually played that together at one point. What? Yeah. Oh. I mean, we were like all snuggled up on the couch. That's not true. And we were. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Damn <not true>. it! <laughs> all right, give us another CRPG, Mandy. Okay, so uh, I think my favorite is probably Dragon Age Origins, the first one. Then before Dragon Age completely went in a completely different direction, but the first one was definitely a CRPG, and I spent a, 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 like a ridiculous amount of time in that game. I played every single thing that you could possibly do. <laughs> have, you, ha- have you played Dragon it's Age? It's ridiculous. Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I started playing one of them, and I played for like a couple hours, and then I got distracted. You played uh, Inquisition. Oh, thank you. Mandy knows. Which was, um, Dragon Age Origins was very much a CRPG. It was the spiritual successor to Baldur's Gate by Bioware. And then the second one started going in more like an action RPG style. And then the third one was very much an action RPG, <laughs> but it still had a little bit of the tactical elements and origins. It was trying to backtrack a little bit. They were trying to make, make both people happy, but it, it was okay. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like we could do this whole episode just on the different types of RPGs. For sure. Yeah. Because I've got an RPG. On, I have an RPG class on my list that I'll jump to in a second. Um, but uh, so is what would... Horizon Zero Dawn be classified as? I would say... I think action RPG. Yeah, I would say like action adventure with RPG elements. Mm. It's... Ah, too many I, subgenres. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Alright, give us another good one, Mandy. Uh, well, I've already talked everyone's head off about Divinity Original Sin. I love that game. But I can talk about Pillars of Eternity because I'm playing the second one right now and I'm loving it. Yeah, a lot I more see, in the first one. I see you on Discord. It says Mandy is playing Pillars of Eternity, and I never know All what that time. is. And I feel like I'm missing out. Like I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm missing out a lot on a lot of stuff. Uh, so I played a lot of the first one, but I actually never finished it. I should go back and finish it, but I just kind of jumped in the second one because uh, I just heard really good things about the second one. But the first game was about uh, your uh, you know a blank slate character in this world where there are these hollow-born children being born, which are children being born without souls, so they're kind of like just in a vegetative state. And you're kind of trying to figure out why. And you come across these cultists and between like some like event that happens, you become um, a watcher, 
where you can interact with souls. You can see souls and talk to them and uh, manipulate them. And so you learn that it has a lot more to do with the gods and they're, uh, these people called animancers are stealing souls because in the like natural order, uh, when you die, your soul gets reborn to a new body. But if there's actually like, if the souls are being stolen, then when kids are born, there's no soul inside of them. Oh, that's so, so weird. Wow, yeah. that is not so, what uh, I thought the game was about at all. That is a cool all. story. <laughs> all I've seen of the game is like, you're on a pirate ship and stuff. Like that's, that's all I've seen. the second one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the second one has a lot of pirate uh, themed stuff because now they gave you a ship and you get to sail around the world map and you get into ship battles. That is <laughs> the a second really one, cool story. Oh, sorry. The second one, actually, there is a pack that you can download to give uh, your characters the um, critical role character voices. So my character oh my is God. Vex, and <laughs> nice. she calls my wolf with trinkets. <laughs> nice. It's really funny. She's always like, oh, this would have been so much easier if I had my broom. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, And they actually put the deck of many things in the game recently. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You know, I never got invited back. at this. I have not been invited back yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> the, oh. Well, are you the one that pulled the deck? Like, Well, this, uh -huh. this ass put the deck of many yeah, things yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah, but who pulled the card? Someone else pulled a card, and I pulled a card. Why would you do that? Because I don't know anything. I know Nobody nothing. Nobody knew what it was. No, I don't know what the deck of many things is. Oh I don't. My this is my God. first D and D ever. So I pulled a card, and I got a good card. What'd you get? Visor. Which one's that one? It like know. answers any question you ask it, no matter what it is. Ooh, nice. It can be anything. Okay. So I pulled another card. Oh God! And I got, and I got the skull. God. And I died. <laughs> anyway, we talked about that last week, but yeah. And then the other guy pulled a card, and he got this like basically infinite money card, fifty thousand gold or something instantly. Uh, so yeah, I died. So Mandy, what is your favorite CRPG? Let's just wrap up that genre with with your favorite. Oh, I said Dragon Dragon Age um, Origins is my favorite, but okay. some of the other ones I like were Neverwinter Nights and Planescape Torment. Those are like the classics. I am <laughs> really excited to play Divinity too. I, I'm, mm. I'm picking up the speed on on Dragon Quest XI. Unless it really starts to grab me, I'm not going to do any kind of platinum trophy-ness in order to get to Divinity quicker. So I'm really looking forward to playing that. But then again, I also have Mega Man Eleven. I mean, you have Divinity. Cool. I do. Oh, I have it. Yeah, it it's just I, I don't like to play more than one game at once. Yeah. So, okay. Well, cool. I, I have an RPG genre in my list here, and that is strategy RPGs. Yet another. This is my favorite genre of game, and and it kind of hurts me because I feel like there aren't too many of these games coming out. And strat how, how would you define that? Like, how would you sep you know separate that from just other RPGs? In, in my brain, yes, it is very much like levels and character classes, just like in every other RPG. Except that in strategy RPGs, they're definitely very, very different. Each class is very different because they each serve like a tactical function. So, like, if you were playing Final Fantasy Tactics, which which I think is one of like the staples of that genre, the you'd have like archers, which were long range. You'd have healers. You'd have monks or brawlers that would be close range. Mm -hmm. You'd have mages. You'd have time time wizards that can, like, that can like slow down the enemies. And there's like I think ta Final Fantasy Tactics has like fifteen or twenty classes in it. So I thought most RPGs are like that, but I think I, for me, where I kind of what I when I in my brain when I think of strategy RPGs, I think of like RPGs where you have to like move your character around a map. You're right. So that 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 is correct. The other thing is like most of these games that I'm used to function on a grid based map. Right. 
Right. Mm. And so like a character will have a speed stat just like in just like in D&D. Right. And you will move just like in D&D a number of squares. So like a very fast character like a monk can maybe move 8 tiles whereas a, a wizard may, might have like long range attacks but he can only move like maybe 3 tiles. So you really have to like sort of strategize how you move your characters around the board in addition to what their functions are. Is D&D like the origin of all of these games? Seems like it. Was there something Probably. was there something before <laughs> it that kind of like fed into that or was it just I'm learning that. Cuz that's pretty insane that all of these games were so like profoundly affected by some fat kid in his basement who wrote up a crazy story once. It's <laughs> it's true. I mean, strategy RPGs feel more like D&D than anything else I've seen after playing it because of the grid. Yeah. I, I don't know if there are any games before strategy games before the 70s, which was when Dra Dungeons and Dragons started. So I it don't probably is know. the origin. What's the dude's name that created D&D? Yeah. It's a freaking genius whoever he is. Of the coast or did they pick it up? They picked there's a specific know. guy Gary Gygax, that's his name. I just remember. Mm. So why do I have this information in my brain? <laughs> and there, but there are other games that have taken like the movement, str the strategy element of movement, and have even taken it further. So games like Disgaea have taken the strategy to an even to an even deeper level. Where and by that I mean like Disgaea One was this game that came out, and in addition to having a fantastic story, lots of great comedy, anime cutscenes, and all this other great stuff, you could do things like you could pick a character up. And then pick another, and then then and then then those two characters could pick another character up, and you can make a tower of characters, like a totem, like a totem pole of characters, and you can throw you could throw them, <laughs> and then throw them, and then throw them, and those act and those each throw acts as that character's turn, but you could throw, but then you have a throw distance. Mm. So in addition, so like maybe a character can move four tiles, but he can throw seven tiles. So he could throw it. So you can cross like an entire map by stacking your characters up and throwing them and throwing them and throwing them. And then the last character that gets thrown, because they haven't thrown anybody, they get to take a turn. Mm. So then you're getting, you're basically sacrificing your entire turn for for spanning an entire map, and then having one character be able to act. And so like the games like Disgaea really make you put a lot of thought into how you act because you're also spreading your characters out really far, which puts you at a tactical disadvantage. But sometimes you need to be doing something like that. Now, would Pokemon be considered a strategy RPG? <laughs> I sort of think any RPG that <laughs> a very basic one. I sort of think any turn-based RPG has strategy elements to it because you because you stop and you think and mm -hmm. that's strategy. But I wouldn't really say so. Okay. I, I would call there that is a Pokemon strategy RPG called Pokemon Conquest. Oh, it was on wow. the DS. So here's it my really here, good. Here's my problem with RPGs. Yeah, is that I hate the idea that I miss something, and so if I'm playing an RPG, I'm like I'm gonna miss a bunch of stuff. So, like, I always want to have, like, my laptop next to me with, like, a map and, like, where all the stuff is at. And I know that's not, like, that's kind of, like, a cheap way of playing the game, but it's, like, I'll, I'll be so upset if I miss something. So, I have to. Well, there's some RPGs, Kazo, that would drive you crazy. Like, Dragon Quest XI, mm -hmm. that I'm playing right now, right. is built in a way that you can't miss anything. You can go back and do anything at any time. Right, right. But they intentionally put things throughout the game that you can't access. So like just yesterday, I was in this random like like region that had all this grassland and shit. And I go and I'm walking around looking for stuff and I find this staircase that goes down into like an underground dungeon. And it had a sealed door. You mm. couldn't go in. It was there. You I wanted to go in, I wanted to explore, but I couldn't. 
So maybe later in the game you get to. They'll make you come back later, or the or they'll put sealed treasure chests that you have to go back, re- retrace your steps, and access all these treasure chests that have really great shit in them. Gotcha. But some some RPGs don't force you to miss stuff; they just make you go back for it later. Yeah. And I think Zelda kind of started that, The Legend of Zelda, because those those games are always or no was was it um Metroid that started that? Metroid is like big on. Oh yeah. This area you can't access until you do until you have this and then Yeah, Metroid and Castlevania did that a lot back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the That's only, why the genre became known as Metroidvanias. <laughs> true. Yeah. The only other game that I um put down on my list I, I actually I also thought Disgaea five was good. It was probably the best mm-hmm. one I played since the first one. And when Disgaea six comes out, I'll be getting that because I, I just love the I just love the strategy that they put into it. Actually Disgaea five has so much strategy stuff in it that it's almost overwhelming. You don't even need half of it, but it's there if you want it. It's it, it was a little too much actually. Uh, Tactics Ogre was another really great game. I think that was on the DS, and that was like basically a Final Fantasy Tactics sequel in a way, but it was it was very similar and and unbelievably good. But but um n- but it was just on a different system. Also, Fire Emblem is a strategy RPG, and that's oh a, yeah, I love the, Fire Emblem. And that's a really big series that has <laughs> if you've ever played that Kazuo. You you can play on a mode where when your characters get killed in battle, they are gone. Ooh. And they don't come back. That's even if they're main characters. Jeez. So like there are people that play on that like savage hardcore mode where of course I'm sure those people just restart their game and reload every time someone dies, but, <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, I feel like Yeah, you could just do that. That's so I guess it's not that bad. But it would be fun to kind of just try to try to work your way through the game mm-hmm. and not restart. Because maybe because that makes it really tough. Because now you're Losing all your characters and your your party's made up of like a mishmash of hired mercenaries and shit like that. So, I think it also maybe adds to the RPG element. It's like, oh, this person died, and like you're role playing your character being really sad and upset about that. <laughs> but so strategy RPGs are cool. I just, yeah, I like being able to sit back and think about my next move. Mm-hmm. And those games usually the margin of error is really small. So like if you screw up, you're pretty much screwed. Yeah, I, d- I think I definitely prefer that as well. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of games that require, like, quick Twitch response because then it's, like, it stresses me out. And I'm, like, I'm not playing this to be stressed out. <laughs> I'm well, playing this to relax. <laughs> and that's why I probably won't get Kingdom Hearts 3 because I expect Kingdom Hearts 3 will be, like, a button masher yeah. action RPG like the other ones were. But I will always get, I will always prefer just sit back and I want to I fight with my brain as opposed to just mashing the X button until everything's dead. So, but I'm sure Kingdom Hearts 3 will be great when it oh, comes sure. out. But well, I don't know. I think I mean, <laughs> I hope it is cuz people have been waiting for a long time, but but yeah. Anyway, someone else throw another one out. Uh, you mean like in strategy RPGs? No, 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 new new genre. It could be oh, okay. Cosmo. <laughs> what is your favorite genre of game? What is your favorite game? Oh, my favorite game of all time is Pokémon Blue. Well, Yellow, really. Okay. If I'm being honest. So that's another RPG. Right. So, yeah, that's my favorite game of all time because I, I go back and play that game again like every year or so. Cosmo, you, you have... always get a surfing Pikachu? What's that? Do you always get a surfing Pikachu? A surfing Pikachu? Uh, no. Yeah. You can teach him surf and then he uh, rides the wave with a surfing board. No, I'll, <laughs> I'll usually just that's get cute. like throwaway Pokemon to put my, pump my HMs into. Lame. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm surprised, as a person who likes Pokemon, right, that you haven't like gone and picked up the like 
Persona games or or or, or like Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne because they are they are clearly yeah like heavily drawing on Pokemon where you rather instead of catching a Pokemon you yeah. negotiate with a demon and get the negotiate the demon to join you yeah. and it's very much the same thing. I played games like um. The original Nino Kuni that had a lot of yeah. comparisons to Pokemon, and I played that for a little while. My my biggest issue is like I have a list of priorities, and video games is like number five on that list, and number mm. one through four take up all of my time. Food, sleep, <laughs> yeah, work, basically. What's number four? No, uh, number one is work. Okay. Number two is social. Work life. is number one. Yeah, n- well, even more it, than food and sleep. Well, food and sleep. What is, about Pavlov's um, hierarchy of needs? Well, food and sleep are a given. Like obviously, I have to eat and sleep. But number okay. one is work, because I have to work. Number two is uh, currently the gym and exercising. Okay. Number three is my social life. Number four is uh, like podcasts and YouTube videos and other things that I uh, get information out of. And then number five is video games. It's, just, it's respectful. Yeah. It's good that you have a priority list. Right. So the problem is that one through four take all my time. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Anything else in that? Uh, Other games that I really we're gonna have enjoyed? to call that JRPG. I think probably. Huh? Pokemon's a JRPG. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I really like platform games. Okay, me too. So those are a lot of fun. Obviously, the Mario's and all of that, and uh, Sly Coopers and Crash Bandicoots and all of those. You know what else is a, is a platformer game? What's that? Mega Man. <laughs> That's silence. <Just> silence. <laughs> I'm looking at you. I know. <laughs> Come yeah. to the dark side with me. Yeah, yeah. I've played <laughs> Mega Man before. It's, I just, I'm not good at it. <laughs> oh, I heard Mega Man 11, which I haven't really played yet, is unbelievably unforgiving. Yeah. When you play it on, on like the normal or hard difficulty, like prepare to just suffer. You know what I played recently that wasn't as terrible as everybody thinks it is? What's that? Knack. Knack. They do made remember, a second Knack. Do you remember Knack? I played the first one recently just because I was at a store and I was like, oh my God, Knack. I've never played that. And I picked it up and I was like, you know what? This is kind of fun. It's not great. It has its issues, but overall, it's a pretty fun platformer. Like you don't get a lot of platformers <laughs> nowadays. Hmm. Yeah, I like platformers. Yeah. All right, Mandy. Uh, sure. I love horror games a lot. Oh, me too. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, I love Fatal Frame. Fatal Frame is probably my favorite series in the horror you genre. You have a few of my I favorites love... on here, so. Yeah, Silent Hill. I love Silent mm-hmm. Hill. Um, I wasn't. <sighs> I'm trying to think. I wasn't a fan of four though. Silent Hill four. Which one was the one oh. where in the beginning it was like a carnival thing? It was a, a girl. It was a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I like. Yeah, three. I don't think I like number three. Um. Oh, I like three. Uh, I always have a hard time debating if two or three is my favorite. Four was the one with the room. I didn't care for that one. Silent Hill really went downhill, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Man, I love two and three though. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I also really liked Eternal Darkness. I think I've talked about this before on Hobby Addicts that was on GameCube because it was a horror game that messed with your mind. Yes. Um, the more you got scared. I really love games like that because it just feels so creative where when your character gets scared, it starts trying to mess with you <laughs> with um, like doing things like acting like the uh, acting like your save file has been erased or acting like you're. TV is changing channels. It, it did all kinds of weird stuff to you, like your volume's going away. <laughs> Wasn't there some talk um, about them remaking that game? Or did they? Not that I know of. I, I remember people have been like pushing for either a remake or a sequel for a long time. And then That'd I, be awesome. And then I remember they did uh, Beyond Good and Evil. And then there was some talk mm-hmm. about, uh, 
you know, um, Sanity's Requiem, Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem. But I, I don't think anything ever. Mm, I, don't know what I would happened. love that. I haven't heard anything about it, but uh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I love the cat lady. The cat lady is a. Um, cat ladies like, are scary. <laughs> it was a point and click adventure horror game that was very indie. Um, it was. It's computer only, as far as I know. And the story was that you. Um, your character dies, and then you are brought back to life by this uh, woman known as the Queen of Maggots. And she says, uh, I want you to go out and hunt these um, these insects, which are these like really horrible killers. But uh, as long as they are still alive, you're immortal, and you can't die. <laughs> so, uh, and... Um, so a lot of weird, really weird stuff happens in that game. It's very trippy. And the same with Layers of Fear and Observer, which are by a really weird company named Team Blooper. And uh, Funny name. Layers of Fear and Observer, well, more so Layers of Fear, is a walking simulator <clears throat> where you walk through and you just kind of see things happen. And layers of fear is such like a unique experience for me and of course horror is going to be subjective whether or not you find it scary which i didn't find it scary i just found it really fascinating because it played with um the scenery constantly changed depending on where you looked and it always knew exactly how to direct your attention to something and i'm trying to think of a good example like say i walked down a hallway and then i came to a dead end and I'm like, that's weird. And when I turn around, all of a sudden, I'm in a dead end again. I'm like, whoa, where did this wall come from? And then I turn around again, and then the entire hallway has changed. And it, there'll be some kind of creepy atmosphere to it, to like, uh, because Layers of Fear is your character is insane, and he is uh, a schizophrenic, and he has, he has delusions. So you're in the mind of somebody like that. It's really wow. crazy. <laughs> you see like a lot of illusions. That and is stuff. really weird. Uh, Observer was like if Ghost in the Shell was a horror game <laughs> your character is like this uh, cop in the future who can dive into people's brains and uh, he can um, so you're hunting um, this uh, person and when you go in you can like as soon as you like hook up to their brain they can download like viruses into you which and when you're like in their brain, if they were messed up when they were dying, then you could see like really horrible stuff. It it's crazy. It's like if Ghost in the Shell was a horror game. <laughs> I'm gonna throw one out for your genre here because I also love the horror genre a lot. Resident Evil. Yeah, I'm gonna throw Resident <laughs> Evil out there. Resident Evil One especially was one of the first games I ever played, like on PlayStation mm -hmm. One. It was my first PlayStation One game. I never should have played that game when I was ten years old. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't even play that game by myself. Like, I had to have my mom sit in the room with me to play it because it was I so... I think she told us this. I was so scared. And there, and the remake that came out of, of Resident Evil 1 that came out, like, a few years ago, mm -hmm. they did a really fantastic job with it. They literally, like, slam-dunked that, that remake. Capcom did. Oh, and, yeah, you were saying that before. And uh, Resident Evil 2 is even better than the first Resident Evil. And they're remaking that game. And I've been watching trailers and stuff of the remake, and they're remaking that game in the Resident Evil 4 gameplay style, which Oof. I think nice. is pretty much people's favorite Resident Evil game is the fourth one. And the trailers, the graphics, first of all, are mind-blowing. And the it looks just like Resident Evil 4's style, 
And so you're taking the best setting, which is Resident Evil 2 in the police station, with the best action from of the genre, and they're going to remake this Resident Evil 2 game, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's the best Resident Evil they've ever made when that comes out. Because I've been watching... You guys remember the liquor, the scene with the liquor from Resident Evil 2? It's He's like the monster with the brain that like is on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. I've only ever played four. Well, if you, go, if you go and look up trailer, Resident Evil 2, the liquor scene, right now on your computer, and pull that up, you're going to be blown away by this by this trailer that comes out. That's out right now to, to, to watch. This game is going to be freaking amazing. It comes out in like February, which is not that far off. Type on this stupid keyboard. It's a very weird keyboard. Oh my god. But um, do you have experience with with Resident Evil, Mandy? Uh, yeah, I. There's a lot of them that I haven't finished. I think the only one that I actually finished was one and four. <laughs> so Kazu, I was watching the. Uh... I can unmute it if you want, so they can hear it. Uh, sure. All right, Mandy probably won't be able to hear it, but the people can. That's okay. Turn it down a little bit. So, like, you recognize the gameplay of... of it's like a third-person yeah, game. Over the shoulder. It's not tank controls anymore. <laughs> Thank right? goodness. And you're going to see the liquor. So you're playing as you're playing as, as Jill in this scene. Yeah, it was a little loud. And, like, this is, this is on the PlayStation, and I think that you're going to be surprised by how good the graphics are in this scene. This liquor is just like ripping this guy's corpse apart on the ground. Oh wow, dude! I mean, this game is gonna be unfreaking real when it comes out. I mean, look at that thing. Why is it not attacking her? Um, I think it's they're blind, so I think that they can only attack from noise. So anyway, but that's what the, that's the there's like a whole there's like five right. more minutes of that zo- killing zombies and stuff. I just wanted to throw that out there because I'm so excited about this remake. Oh my god. Sweet. Yeah, I don't really do horror movies, games, anything. I just don't I don't like them. You know, I have another friend who's like that and he just says, "I don't I don't like to I don't like to do things that don't make me feel good." That's 100% what it is. I don't like to feel bad. And like well, horror and like sad stuff like that makes me feel bad. I don't want that. I see I get a rush from being scared. Mm. So See, it doesn't it, well, I can't. I won't say it doesn't scare me because, like, like jump scares obviously will scare anyone because yeah. that's the point of them. But like, watching horror movies or playing horror games, it's like it doesn't frighten me or unnerve me because I know it's a game, right? And I don't know. It's just like I don't. I'd rather play something that's gonna make me happy. Mandy, what else do you have on your list? Puzzle games because I love puzzle games to death. <laughs> what are your thoughts on puzzles um, and dragons? Hey, you stay away from Puzzles well, and Dragons. No, I'm, I'm, I'm asking sincerely. Have you ever played Puzzles uh, and Dragons, Mandy? A little bit. But I don't really do uh, cell phone games often. Got it. Um, Portal is probably my favorite puzzle game. It's fantastic. I love the second one. It's uh, one of my favorite games of all time. Um, the other ones that I put on my list were Opus Magnum. Opus Magnum is by uh, Zachtronics, who are known to make really hard and difficult um, puzzle games. Like the, they have one that's uh, a hacking simulator, and you have to have like basic hacking knowledge to get through it. <laughs> Opus Magnum is you are a alchemist, and um, you're creating a machine that can create uh, like different kind of things through alchemy. And so Opus Magnum, it's really hard to explain without like showing it to you, but you're basically making building machines. Like it'll give you uh, the 
um, solution, like what you want to make, and it'll give you the uh, things, like the elements for it. And then you have to figure out how to take those elements and build a machine to turn it into the um, objective at the end. And it's really, I'd have to show you, like I have some animations of some of my machines. It's, it gets really, it's, I don't know, it's just found, it's so relaxing for me to just sit there and build a machine. <laughs> and then the Rusty Lake Hotel series is crazy. It's very indie. Uh, it's a very insane story, probably a little bit of a horror game to it, aspect to it, but, uh, it's more like a point and click, um, kind of puzzle game where you have to solve a puzzle to get an item, take that item to another thing, and then, uh, figure out how to get through kind of more like a puzzle, like a, uh, escape room kind of thing. Oh. But uh, they, oh, those are very strange. Like the first game, <laughs> They're all known to be very strange. The first game, you, and you don't even know what you look like. It's just first person. Are at a hotel. All of the people there are animals, like um, anthropomorphic animal people. And you are working with the cooking staff. And you're building a feast for the guests. But oh, God. <laughs> each time you go through the feast, it's a different animal that's one of the guests. Oh, my God. You're cooking the guests? <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> And the puzzle room is like in their room and the puzzle like develops like a contraption to kill the animal. It's so silly. <laughs> so like the first one is like, I think it was a boar and the maybe it was the deer. I don't remember which one was first. And then you have to get the deer meat to build a feast and then you go to the next day. It's really weird. Is um Is King's Quest considered a puzzle game? Oh yeah, it is. King's Quest, well... Uh, maybe it's more like a point of click adventure game. Because I really enjoyed some of the them King's... have puzzles. I really enjoyed the King's Quest from from PS3. It was really good. It was I, really cute. Oh, yeah. Like they're just cute stories. I mean, King's Quest is extremely old. The whole series started on like the Atari. Oof, they're really old. Have you um, have you played the one on PS4 on PS uh, PS4? Sorry. I think it, I think it is. Yeah, I have. Where you're like the grandfather's telling the story and he's like, mm -hmm. oh, it's, Who so, it's so cute. Who is Doc from Back to the Future? Right, exactly. I his name. Yeah, exactly. That game but. just makes me feel good when I play it. And I'm not very good at it. Honestly, I get stuck really easily. But mm -hmm. I just feel good when I play it because everything is so cute and happy and the stories are lighthearted and it's set in like medieval kings and queens and stuff like that, you know. Like, I have a long history with point-and-click adventure type games like that because that was my first genre of gaming that I really dove into. When I was a kid, um, when we got our first computer, like my mom and I played Mist together. We played Shivers. We played uh, um, Gabriel Knight, The Beast Within, stuff like that, uh, Journeyman Project. Uh, yeah, I, I have a long history with those games. I love them. Kazuo <laughs> found it. Yeah, I, I like point and click adventure games. I feel like there's not, we don't get as many of them nowadays. Like they're, they're, they seem to be fairly rare, especially like mainstream. Like you'll get them, obviously. I'm sure on Steam there's a billion of them, but oh yeah, like as far as like mainstream releases, it seems like they're few and far between. Yeah, is that just? I mean, I feel like, I mean, it makes sense for companies to make what makes money. Yeah, maybe they just don't make money. Like, do you remember on the uh, on the Wii? Uh, was it Zach and Wiki? Do you remember Zach that? and Wiki? Yeah, it was on the Wii. It was a point-and-click adventure game, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, I didn't play much Wii. I, I I was kind of annoyed by the Wii's controller, so I didn't really want to play much of it. 
Yeah, Zack and Wiki no, quest for Barbaro's treasure. Sure enough, there it is. Yeah, Zack and Wiki. How about um, Monkey Island, Escape from Monkey Island on the PlayStation One? Oh yeah, that's that, an old one. That game was like, this is a weird game. What the hell is this, dude? It was a fun game back in, yeah back in the day. Can you blow that it was picture like, up? It was which one? Just click on any of them. I, I want to see what the characters look like. That, oh, well, that's a tiny. That's a picture. tiny ass picture. Okay. Oh, he's a pirate. Yeah. Okay. And you're going around and searching those islands and stuff for treasures and everything, and it's it was a lot of fun. It was one of the really good games on the Wii, but it, it, I guess it just wasn't that popular. Well, but, I mean, yeah. they brought back Book of Unwritten Tales not too long ago <clears throat> on Steam. That one is like a fantasy point-and-click adventure game that has a lot of comedy in it. <laughs> hmm. It's really funny, but um, yeah, there are actually a lot of them on Steam. Uh, Broken Age is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Broken Sword. I love that series. Broken Sword. I can't remember if they put them all on Steam. Wow. But um, yeah. what what are what genre of game is Diablo two? Um, hack and slash. I'd say. Okay, I had Dungeon Crawler again. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think da- Diablo 2, I think, would qualify as a dungeon crawler because I think you're in a dungeon for most of it. Yeah, I just, I really have a long history with the Diablo games. Diablo 1 was fun, but that game was so flawed. Like, you, there were so many hack hack programs that were that were out. They were hack mm. programs where you could just click anywhere on a dungeon's map and it would kill every other player on the map. <laughs> you could, it was unbelievable, <laughs> yeah. You could easily manufacture armor that made you invincible. I mean, stuff like that. But Diablo 2, I dumped hundreds maybe even a thousand hours on diablo 2 damn did you play diablo 3 yeah but it just didn't grab me like diablo 2 did for some reason and i'm not really sure people said that (laughs) i'm not sure if that's because i just aren't the same person i was when diablo 2 came out or if it's just because diablo 3 isn't as good as diablo 2 or what Mm -hmm. i kind of feel like they made it they were trying to make it feel a little bit too much like world of warcraft oh yeah they even put in like an auction house (laughs) yeah whereas which i think they like very quickly took away because it caused so many problems. Yeah, I can't really put my finger on it, but like, th- I th- I mean, I was happy to go through the same dungeons over and over again in Diablo two just to level up and get gems and shit. But in when Diablo three came out, I just that style of just grinding and grinding just didn't appeal to me as much. Mm. So playing the same game hunt like fifty times, but yeah. I I still liked it. I play. I think I beat it twice. So, but it wasn't very Ooh. long. So I haven't played it. Well, it's always there for you. Yeah. You play Star- but I, I am familiar with memes. You play StarCraft? Huh? No. Hmm. You play StarCraft? Yeah, if he maybe? doesn't like Twitch gaming, then he probably wouldn't like StarCraft. <laughs> I played, uh, uh, was it a Halo game that was kind of like StarCraft that they made once? Halo Wars? I played that oh. for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. They made a... That was actually pretty fun. RTS, oh. they call it. Yes. I actually like RTS, but I don't like playing online because I always lose. No, yeah. Same. That's why I only played the story for StarCraft and stayed far away from online. <laughs> that's my. That's the problem with a lot of games that are like really popular right now is that you know there are all these online games, and it's like I can't jump into them because I don't have the time to dedicate to get good, and I'm just going to get destroyed every single time I want to play. Some 13-year-old who doesn't have any responsibilities. Yeah. He does so his homework. Like he, he comes home from school. He does his homework by 4.30, and then he plays for seven hours. Yeah. And you can't possibly compete with that. No. So you're just going to get mopped up. And I'm old. Uh, you know, my reflexes aren't the same. Your brain's all broken. Yeah. Me, my back hurts. I can't even sit for <laughs> 10 minutes. 
<laughs> we had some problems. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you get old. Things, Various things stop working. <laughs> um, okay, well, I think we're pretty much out of time. Does anybody have anything, like, one last thing they want to say? Mm. I think I like something in every genre. <laughs> that's fair. You're, that's very well-rounded of you. Hmm. Yeah. Um, other than, the, I don't know. I have so many games I haven't finished at this point, so... I also, I also like side-scrolling games like Sonic. I like those types of games, too. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Sonic is a terrible game. Dude, <laughs> Sonic Mania was really good. Sonic was never good. What? <laughs> Did you know that Sonic <laughs> is the second highest franchise? I'm just kidding. I'm not, <laughs> not getting into that. All right, guys. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed our talk about our favorite uh, games in our favorite genres. So. I should play a game. Yeah, go play a game. I don't know which one. Well, Just play Cuphead. Cuphead looks... <laughs> I haven't played that yet, but it looks so much fun. Dude, Cuphead is so great. All Good right. luck. Thanks. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. We'll see you guys next time on Hobby Addicts. Thanks for listening, and thank you for supporting the podcast. We love you so much. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Bye. Bye.